Spoke about this man. 
place. Do you think that those that were listening could miss what Jesus was saying? Absolutely not. That's why we began our passage in Isaiah. It says, therefore, there was a division among the Jews because of these sayings. There is a smoldering kind of animosity because of what Jesus has said. There's a rage because he has outed them. He has destroyed their heart and their motives. The comparison that Jesus uses doesn't make him any friends. One thing I didn't say last week, but I wanted to say, is that oftentimes in modern days, the way that we move sheep around is by driving them. In Australia, particularly, they use the Australian sheepdogs to move sheep. If you've ever watched a display of this, that they keep on fair or something, but it's fascinating to hold. These are highly skilled critters that move the sheep around magnificently. But when we speak of the shepherd, the good shepherd, St. Jesus, you realize that he's, he's leading the sheep. He calls them by any that they follow him. And so there's a different distinction here. He's not pushing them, he's not yapping at their heels. He's calling to them and leading them. And that's part of the beauty of this passage. I've lifted up five signposts over the text that we read to help us make progress through the text. But we want to understand the kind of counterattack that Jesus faces here in Jerusalem. The first word that I put over verses 19 and 24 is the word controversy. Jesus has seen controversy throughout the book of John. This is not like a new theme. You see it repeatedly where he goes head to head, toe to toe, with the religious leadership. And we've seen this from various angles. But we recognize that because of what's gone before, there is now a division among the Jews. Controversy has been brewing, is brewing, and will continue to brew. Some of the Jews hate him. In fact, Tony tells us that some believe that he is demonically inspired. You want the text, and there are others that are unsure and unsettled about this. What means how pale really that doesn't seem like they're at all. And so there is an insecurity on the part of some in terms of the identity of Jesus. Demons are oppressors, they're not healers. And so in this crowd, it's a mixed crowd. And it reminds us, doesn't it, that within every crowd there is something of a mixture. There are the sheep and the goats, there are those that are called and those that are not called. Followers and rebels. Now in verse 21, between 21 and 22, a curtain comes down. This seems strange to us. And remember that, that John's gospel has a, not a chronological, so much as a thematic gathering together of thoughts and ideas and the scriptures of King Jesus. Well, you'll notice that there is a chronological break between 21 and 22. In verse 22, we pick it up and it says, Now we the feast of dedication in Jerusalem, and it was winter. Most of the commentators that I read said there is a, there's a time break here. Two, three months, and there's, a, there's a break here between the activity, and yet you pick it up and it's the same stuff. People are still angry at Jesus. He's still using the analogy of the shepherd and the sheep and the ideas that go with that. So the curtain is pulled down briefly and then it's lifted out some three months later. This is interesting because 
them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. The Greek clause here, for they shall never perish. Perish is in the double negative, which stresses the impossibility of breaking God's wrath. Not only can God's wrath not be broken, but also we cannot wiggle out of his hand. This is good news for us. This is where we, the people of God, say, Amen. We're so thankful that not only could he not, his grip cannot be broken on us, but we also cannot do something that would, that would cause him to release us. The glorious truth there is here. You've all heard the expression, you're in good hands with all state. Well, I have all state. All state didn't help me a whole lot when I moved to the city. When I got pulled over by the police, even though I had my Allstate card, it was like, well, Allstate didn't push the buttons and so go to the courthouse. So I went to the courthouse. And he said, go and get some more papers. And go back to the courthouse. And I went back to the courthouse. It's a good thing that my soul is in the hands of God and not Allstate. That's a really good thing. So I'm going to say, hey, I love Allstate. With you. I'm telling you personally about a rocky ride in the state of New York. No one can get you out of our hands. Move. Your brothers and sisters, you have to love those what matter. And he has locked us in. His explanation. I'm sure for those on the outside looking in, it would be offensive, but for those on the inside looking out, what great consolation and comfort there is. Jesus is speaking here about the roles of the Father and the Son in preserving his own. And it's deep truth, it's wide truth, and it's glorious truth. Here's the emphasis here the idea of flock in and out. He says this, from a human standpoint, we become his sheep by believing, but from the divine standpoint, we believe because we are his sheep. He goes on to say, in the Bible, the Bible actually human responsibility are perfectly balanced. And what God is doing together, we must not put a finger in quote. I think that's a good and helpful word. We're not secure because we hold tightly to God, but because he holds tightly to us. That's the promise that comes forth from these verses. Well, what's the reaction? The third word to put over as a signpost in text. Verses 31 to 33, I wrote the word rage. Then the Jews, verse 31, took up stones and began to stone him. Jesus answered them, May the works I've shown you from my Father, for which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered, saying, For the work we don't stone you, but for blasphemy, for blasphemy, because you being a man make yourself God. Rage. The creation raging against the Creator. Christ says, If he and Father are one, the the rage of the Jewish leadership comes to full boil. They're coming literally unglued. They ask for a plain statement about his messiahship. Jesus has given them more than that. Here in climax, they take up stones and execute him by stoning. They explain their rage. It's not about your 
gods because of their authority to render justice, how much greater should be our respect for and honor of Jesus? He's using an argument from the lesser to the greater. He's using a form of rabbinic reasoning to indict the pretenders. Surely we can learn from this example. We don't want to follow Jesus. We don't know him. Fifthly and finally, this this tactical withdrawal over verses 39 to 42. But he rebuts their argument, I think, beautifully. He gives us another therefore word. You always got to find out what it means therefore. It says, therefore, they sought again to seize him, but he escaped out of their hand. He went away behind the Jordan to the place where John was baptized. Interesting to hear the idea that John's ministry serves as bookends to the ministry of Christ. It's kind of like an inclusio, the beginning of John. And here it is essentially the end of Christ's public ministry, his, his portfolio, his teaching ministry, his kind of inclusion here. We're about ready to move into this final week, this passion week. But it's interesting that he finds himself in John's territory. Now, John's gone at this point. He's already been murdered by Herod. But amazingly, there are those who were initially followers of John who are not followers of Jesus.
follow the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, to be, in fact, an under-shepherd of this. And so we want to bring together what we're saying and what we're doing. Thirdly and finally, that, yes, the sheep will follow him, his enemies will resist him. For those of us that can all benefit because the heathen rage and people imagine that they can because the kings of the earth and the rulers have taken counsel together against the Lord and as a morning saying, let's break their bands asunder. For those of us that get enraged by the rage of the pagans, you're missing the tone of the text. Throughout the Bible, there are those that rebel, loathe, and hate God and his message and his messengers. The point is not, are they angry? The point is, my own point of following and serving King Jesus. The sheep will follow him, his enemies will resist him. The brothers and sisters, embrace the clarity of this truth. Embrace the concrete nature of this truth. It will do your soul a world of good. For his rage, there's rebuttal, there's withdrawal. There is this glorious scene as the king has come, caught, loved, cared for. Even, even robust those that would pretend to follow him. I trust that God will deal with our hearts. Father, thank you for time together. Thank you, Lord, with which sense the, the good shepherd take out his staff. It's an element of discipline in this text. I pray that those who need to hear this, that they would. Father, we pray that even as we gather around the table and we're reminding ourselves, we're, we're reminiscing about the cross work of Jesus Christ, as the, the good shepherd will, will soon lay down his life for the sheep. Father, we pray that we might rightly understand it. So let us not be savoring our salvation because we've not been highly cognizant of our own rebellion. And Father, I pray. There's one here that's stiff-necked and running from you. I pray that today the Spirit of the living God will deal with that heart and soul. Father, we thank you for a chance to worship. We pray for the ability to see it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's the bonus.